Welcome to the Becoming Muslim podcast. This is a podcast to shine a light on a beautiful, beautiful religion where the media might not just do the same. I am your host, a lovely convert white girl from the suburbs of Wisconsin, now living in London, UK. My name is Marilyn Rose. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Today we have a wonderful podcast for you as we are talking about the beautiful month of Ramadan. And I'm really excited for you to be here. This is my third actual Ramadan that we're coming up to. And I wanted to make sure to have this conversation with you so that you understand what Ramadan is if you're new to hopefully give you some great gems of things you might not have known about Ramadan and from actual 40th hadiths of Ramadan and also finally and foremost to give you some great tips on how to really enhance your productivity both Islamically and in the actual of your your normal lifestyle, making sure that you get the most of the most. And inshallah, that's what we'll do. So again, assalamu alaikum and let's get started. So what is Ramadan? Ramadan is actually the name of the month of Islamic month of Ramadan. And it is the fasting in Ramadan is one of the five pillars of Islam, which also includes prayer and charity. Uh, To fast, all Muslims, we abstain from eating and drinking. Yes, that includes water uh, and anything else that might break a fast, which includes like sexual activity with your spouse, those certain types of things, Uh, getting blood drawn, um, anything of those such things. And we fast from dawn to sunset. Uh, For more technical terms, this means from fudger start all the way up till maghrib. Which really funny uh, mistake that I had made when I first uh, became Muslim. I had thought uh, like Isha was the was when we broke iftar. So I remember my husband was fasting, and I had said to him like, "Oh my gosh, we have to wait until Isha. You can't break your fast now." And Alhamdulillah, he is born Muslim, so he he helps me out with a lot of a lot of the technicalities of these things. And I heard a couple other like uh, new Muslims, they thought that Fajr started at sunrise time. Uh, but Alhamdulillah, like Muslim pro apps out there that gives you a lot of great timings of like when uh, the prayers are. Or if you have a local masjid, usually they have a calendar printed out. I'm looking at our Ramadan calendar literally printed out it has all of the times of when it begins in red it's so nice so inshallah you have one at your local masjid near you so the purpose of ramadan of course is because the reason why we fast is because allah said so and we do this for allah alhamdulillah it's really cool uh there's a lot of good benefits of Ramadan, one of the, for example, is the big shaitans are chained. Like all the devils are chained and locked away and the gates of Jannah are opened. What does this mean for you? Well, you know how like humans make mistakes and they go, oh, wow, the devil made me do that or all of these things. When you're in Ramadan, actually you like you can't use that excuse because the devils have been chained. So alhamdulillah, this is a really good month that inshallah it's about 
You can learn to control your nafs. What does nafs mean? It's essentially your higher and lower self. It's like in psychology, it's your your higher being, your lower being. And you know what I say? Islam always says things first. So each Ramadan, I know this is only my third. So last year, I really had studied and looked into just like what what are nafs? What are how do you actually like the psychology behind like our human brains, our desires, and all of these things? And humans, of course, we have different desires, but only you take action on them. And one of honestly, it's so cool. Like in the Quran, it talks about. Um, one of the things that shaitan will say to you, like shaitan will promise you and he will break your promise. And he says that he had no power over you except that he called for you and you answered. Which alhamdulillah during Ramadan, that shaitan is locked up. So any of these things that you might be doing that aren't necessarily halal or permissible, you know this is on you. And inshallah, Allah makes uh, things easy for you. One of the things that we learned, I had just taken uh, a course on Mondays, um, my Monday Islamic class, about like the 40th hadiths of Ramadan. And so one of it was, we were talking about essentially the beauty of Ramadan and how we can actually receive the most of the most from it and all of these great things. So one thing that's super important is that when we are doing when we're doing any type of anything we want to make sure that we're of course studying seeking knowledge getting knowledge learning more about our deen how we can increase our deen how can we do more to serve Allah God is the most amazing mashallah so Always, of course, inshallah, seek knowledge and spread what you can. And I always, always make this uh, disclaimer, I guess, is I am not a scholar. So please, anything uh, that I say, like if it's a ficky type thing, like the laws, it might be based off of school of thought. If you're new to Islam, don't worry about that part yet. Every single Muslim does fasting. That is a five pillar of Islam. And inshallah, we will all learn more together. So one of the things for is that the Prophet said that every good deed of Adam's son, Allah is saying this, every good deed of Adam's son is for him except fasting. It is for me. It is for Allah. And I shall reward the fasting person for it. Verily, the smell of the mouth of a fasting person is better to Allah than the smell of musk. Alhamdulillah. So what does that mean? It doesn't mean that Allah loves like the smell of really gross breath because we all know what the breath smells like when we're fasting. Uh, those ketones are really coming out and it's giving your breath a little bit stank. But Alhamdulillah, it's, when you fast, it's for Allah. And if you're doing things to please Allah, it's just, Alhamdulillah, really great. And so when you're fasting, that's, of course, the first and foremost reason to do it. It's not because we're thinking of like, what does poor think about or like how do poor people feel or all of these things. Of course, those are added benefits, uh, but it's not to lose weight. It's not to gain weight. We want to make sure that we're doing pleasing to Allah. 
And we had learned in class that when the Prophet ﷺ had talked about like the religion being 60 years, like a girl or a lady, a woman, an elderly lady had said, like, I can sleep for 60 years because back in, in the older times, like people lived hundreds of years. So for us, our general age is around like, what, 60, 70, 80 years old, if you're lucky. So how do you get enough worship to Allah in 80 years time compared to when people would pray for for hundreds of years. And the thing is, Ramadan gives you like 10x of all of your rewards, when it, or 100x of all of your rewards when it comes to like reading the Quran, when you're praying, when you're fasting, all of these benefits you're getting like extra bonuses, which is amazing. It's really cool. So it's super awesome because when you're fasting, like, mashallah, it's, for the summertime, like Ramadan this year is in the summertime. And so it is a pretty, uh, I think for us, it's 18 hour fast. For other people, it might be a little bit longer and might be a little bit shorter for others. Um, of course, like the technical things, like you don't fast when you're traveling. Um, you don't have to fast when you're traveling again. The thicky things, like the law stuff, make sure that you look it over with, um, somebody who is a scholar and can advise you on the actual laws of like Ramadan. But we're talking about the spirit here and how you can get the most of the most, which is really cool. So one of the things is that when we're in Ramadan, we really want to make sure that we are controlling our nafs. And I think that's super huge, which means like because all of the devils are chained that you want to make sure you are taking accountability for yourself. So for example, say you might be someone who like the question always arises, like what if I I'm just feeling a hard time um, during Ramadan? And one of the biggest things is before the days come and during, just always pray that Allah uh, cleanses your heart. And that you're doing what you can to cleanse the heart. And this means like if you're scrolling on Instagram all day long, maybe you can become aware that it's not 100% permissible for us to be looking at. It's not permissible for us to look at the other gender or to be like comparing yourselves or to be jealous or envious for all of these things. And those like jealousy is the disease of a heart. So you want to make sure that you are actually... Uh, really seeking to cleanse your heart and that inshallah Allah gives you so much love and barakah in your life and barakah means rewards and like amazing amazing juice for you uh inshallah that's that's something that we can take away during this ramadan but when it comes to like how do you do like the technical things of scheduling your day for Ramadan and scheduling your sleep schedule. How do you get all your prayers in? What does the prayers mean? When I first became a Muslim, literally I had a week before Ramadan. So I think I was still learning how to properly pray. And so I used this app. It was called the Salah app. And I would just play it for me while I would uh, like do the Salah and actually like listen to it and try to I just would read the like transliteration of everything of just like the required uh 
like the basics of prayer. And so that's what I had learned um, during Salon. Of course, I'm still learning so much. And the other portion was that I've used like the new Muslim app. And so I went through the Quran my first year in English, like pure English, just to read through it. And I finished it, had no idea, like there was so much more depth into it. And oh man, it's just so deep. Alhamdulillah, we can study all of our lives and just still get be so amazed by the knowledge that's out there and what we can be learning. So yeah, when I first became Muslim, Ramadan was beautiful, a bit overwhelming. I was definitely on like my fresh new Muslim, like high on life type of thing. Just everything was really exciting, really new, new community. I had come to London to do Ramadan because of like the Muslim community. I thought it would be easier for me to do this. And I pretty much spent most of my time alone because I didn't really know a lot of people. I met two sisters before uh, Ramadan started and they invited me over for iftars and I experienced iftar two different ways. And ever since then, I've still experienced uh iftar so many different ways and when I say that I mean just the sense of uh, how people host other guests and how to be a good guest and all of these things and a huge thing we were learning in class is that uh, Ramadan is not a time to get closer to your friends or get closer like figuring out like oh yeah like it shouldn't be something to look forward to like what you're going to eat for if dar rather looking forward to how you can utilize your energy to pray the most and to try to read the Quran the most. And I'm still learning how to read the Quran in Arabic, but it's like reading one Arabic letter of the Quran, like it gives you 10 rewards. So can you imagine just reading like the whole Quran during Ramadan? Ooh, that's deep chills. If you're not there yet, don't worry. Inshallah, try. Keep going. And inshallah, Allah will make it easy for you. But it's really cool when you're when you're still trying, even if you don't know everything, it doesn't come super easy to you right away. Allah will recognize your efforts, which is really cool. And like so many bonuses for us. So I love it. So... When it comes to, like, how do you do if, like, all of Ramadan, let's talk about that. So what foods are we uh, supposed to eat? What sleep schedule do we have? How do you manage your time and productivity? How do you manage your life with your spouse? If you have kids, how do you balance? If you have all of these questions, all of these things, I want to cover as much as I can today for you. Always know Allah makes things easy for you, which doesn't mean that like you're going to be able to bend rules or you should pick rules that might apply easiest for you. It means that if you do something for the full will of Allah, like it's really cool during the month of Ramadan, your energy levels 
for like praising Allah will be so high. And if you're doing anything bad, you'll notice that your energy level will go down way low. And so that's just like an extra reminder for us that it's deep. Like if Allah sees everything. So <laughs> we want to make sure that we're doing what is pleasing to Allah. Right? It's that's that is the whole reason why we are here. But okay. So with that being said, how do we make sure that we eat efficiently or have a great workout plan and all these things? So first and foremost, let's talk about the food because culturally you see a lot of people will get super hyped up for having big feasts or be super hyped up for like what they're going to wear for Eid. And that's what they talk about all throughout Ramadan, rather talking about uh, the true purpose of like the prayers like making sure that you're doing doing what you need to do and if you're a, a gentleman please uh, go to the masjid and pray as much as you can and ladies you get the same rewards when you pray at home so that's actually really cool to know my first ramadan uh for the prayers i say this so it's like the to to walk oh man i say it so wrong it's the the night prayers during ramadan and when you pray those prayers, usually like the men are encouraged to go to the mosque. And I did not know this. So I went to the mosque and I had no idea what was going on. Like I didn't know. I knew no single human. I just was there trying to like keep up with the imam. Like literally was praying. I don't even know what kind of ways I was praying. Alhamdulillah. But uh, you want to strive to do 20 rakats. This is after Isha, which is so beautiful. And it, it lasts around like an hour, two hours, depending where you're at, how, how you pray. Um, when I was in Turkey last year, that was a whole different experience uh, at the mosque. I don't even know what was going on because, one, I didn't understand the Arabic, but alhamdulillah, it was cool. It was a great experience. Uh, I got to pray when I was in America last year. Last year, Ramadan, I did it in America, Turkey, Dubai, and finally in London. My first year was fully London. And this year, inshallah, we will see where I end up. But alhamdulillah, most likely I'll be here in London as well. And I think this year I'm going to do just a lot more uh, at home and try to, inshallah, get the most of the most, which is cool. Um, back to the foods. So when you're when you're eating foods, it's not about feasting, right? So when it comes to like what kind of really great foods you want to have, of course I'm not a like a doctor, so depending on what you're you're doing like a normal healthy human, right? You want to strive for proteins because proteins are going to be great for your body. Uh good fats and uh, like slower digesting carbohydrates and fruits are going to be great high uh, water retention fruits watermelon cucumbers they're going to be really amazing for ramadan for you pomegranate as well um, that will just help your body uh, keep hydrated even if you're not chugging gallons of water which inshallah will be cool because so this year I think Isha or Iftar is going to be around like 8.30 ish for most days. And then uh, like Suhur 
the morning meal, it starts around like three or you want to do that around like three, three a.m. because uh, Fudger starts like three thirty for us in London. So that means it gives us only a few hours to pray. So if you're so, for example, you're eating iftar around eight thirty. Now you're gonna pray Isha. You pray Maghrib, right? And then you're gonna eat, and then you'll have Isha, which comes around like ten, so two hours later. So you have eleven, twelve, one, two, three. Five hours after Isha, which you take away two for praying. So then you have like the three hours to make sure that you're doing what you got to do. If it comes to like staying hydrated, making sure you're rested. Um, If you're working a nine to five job, inshallah, like I hope you were able to speak to your managers, maybe seeing if they would be a little bit more flexible. If you can get an hour, come in an hour later, stay an hour later. Um, If you ask your boss uh, for this flexibility, inshallah, they grant that for you. Just be very kind and uh, see what's up. So, but if you're like a teacher and you obviously can't uh, change the school days, managing your energy is very important. So one of the biggest things is planning for Ramadan. So what I've done for you today is for my school, they created a nice, beautiful planner PDF that had contains a bunch of hadiths about Ramadan in it. So you'll, you can get that free at becomingmuslim.com slash planner. And just download that here so that you can actually plan out the times, the prayers, uh, how much you're going to like when you're uh, going to eat. Of course, your gratitude and inshallah, it will help be a great reminder for you. So I'm going to attach that uh, in the description below. Or if you're on my social media, you'll find it as well. But inshallah, this is going to help you plan. So first and foremost, to manage the energy, you want to plan. And the planning the foods is really important too. If you're going to be a guest at someone's house, then you want to make sure, of course, you're polite on what they eat, but inshallah, try to stay away from the sugary things, the process. When I say sugar, I mean processed sugar. Fruit sugar is great. So like healthy healthy fruits that are fresh fruits rather than like canned sugary fruit fruits. So stay away from the sugars, stay away from the grease, because those things are going to be really not so great for you. A lovely sister had actually, she created a video on how to make a proper like detox for you before you start fasting. So I'll attach that YouTube video here as well so that you can see how to make it. It's like with lemon, uh, different black seeds, Celtic salt and ginger and all these great stuff that will help inshallah cleanse your blood. Hijama is something that's the fastest way to cleanse your blood that inshallah you try to do that uh, before. If you're listening to this now, you've got like four days to do it. Um, if you've never done hijama that's cupping, make sure you go to like a trusted person. Cupping is, it's a really cool experience. Uh, it feels like a nice, like deep, uh, deep, massage what is that called the deep pressure massage deep tissue massage it feels like that um and it's really nice and they just it cleanses your blood out a lot which it gets so deep what your blood's looking like these days but inshallah that's something that's cool so first and foremost inshallah you want to make sure that you're detoxing before ramadan which doesn't mean like starving yourself it means like kicking out that sugar kicking out those like really bad meats all of those things 
and like making sure you're staying away from a lot of like grease and of course all the things that you all probably already know about bad foods to eat but are really good things to eat like of course i'm craving like baklava right now <laughs> not really craving but of course everyone wants to have those little sweet things so if you keep things in moderation that's going to be a huge thing but first and foremost you want to make sure that you're eating proper to manage your energy and to change any of your habits, it all starts with changing your thinking and your perspective. And if you're looking into Ramadan, always thinking that you're doing this for Allah, you want to do this to be pleasing to Allah, you want to do this, inshallah, so that you get to Jannah, then you're really going to see that scheduling, planning, all of these things that might seem like, who knows, it might not be as appealing to you, is going to come a lot easier when you really set your intentions proper and then you plan it. And inshallah, it's going to be so rewarding. And I'm super excited for everyone for Ramadan. It's really, really going to be a great time. So making sure that you're eating a right will help you manage your energy throughout the day. And making sure that your sleep is also right it's really crazy because you'll find out like we really don't need as much sleep as we think we need for an average healthy human you really don't need that much sleep it's not like you need 12 hours a day eight hours a day and i think we'll get around like roughly four or five six six hours but if you can during ramadan stay up between like suhar to the early sunrise, once sunrise officially happens, so your your fast will have already begun. Just staying, uh, giving your time, giving yourself time to read Quran, giving your time to be mindful of Allah, doing all of those good things. Then, and you can take a nap during like the second prayer time. Inshallah, that will be it will help ease things up for you. You want to make sure that you're not taking naps after usher time uh, for deeper reasons, but I don't want to for just in the sense of like how your health is. You want to the best time to do it is second prayer time, which is, gives you a good chunk of time. So if you can get flexibility in your time that way, it's great. As an entrepreneur, I know. Uh, of course, there's like a million things going on. People love coffee. Like, how are you going to go? How are you going to get energy if you don't have coffee? Uh, dates are going to be your a really good friend. Like, if you have my uh, Surhor meal that I had found was like absolutely amazing was I had this athletic green drink, which I'll attach it in the uh, link in the description as below. I had an athletic green drink. Um, so I got my greens and I knew I was getting that. I had two hard-boiled eggs, like a handful of nuts, and then I had, a, I think, I mean, a big drink of, like, cashew milk, because I love cashew milk so much, and I had, um, of course, water, and I have this really cool thing. It's, like, liquid IV. It's just kind of like a sports drink, which I had that as well, and this year, I think I'll incorporate a little bit more fruits and um, maybe some slow grains if I can get all of those in there. Um, I'm probably going to plan out to just like bake a lot of like uh, grain, like nut date, um, you know, those breakfast muffins, which are just made of like oatmeal powder and dates and just can grab it easy and quick for the next 30 days. And inshallah, I'll make that some of that for my family as well. 
And if I find a great recipe, I'll, of course, put it in the description here for you as well. Uh, so that was, like, my favorite, like, sort of meal for uh for iftar, like something simple, like I had baked salmon, avocado, a little bit of like a basmati rice. And honestly, that was good to go. Dates, of course, if you can break your fast with water and dates, inshallah, Allah will reward you. And that's just going to help you with your energy as well. So when you're doing any type of uh, meal planning and prepping and if you're hosting guests inshallah the intention that you want to do when you're hosting guests is not for like cultural reasons it's because you want to inshallah the food that you make it will help uh, your family and friends to have energy for their prayers so if you're trying to stuff people up with um, a whole bunch of like greasy things and then you're sending them off to the mosque and then they're burping and all of these things it might not be the most ideal uh ideal thing for them or for you so inshallah try to keep that in mind if you're hosting guests and if you are being a guest and maybe those foods um might not be so appealing to you of course be polite because people are it's just a really beautiful month but I know like my teacher said she's not doing any dawats during uh, Ramadan because she's really focused on her prayer. So inshallah, that's really beautiful. May we all strive to <laughs> learn how to do that. But also like at the same time, uh, my husband's going to be hosting a lot of different uh, Muslims at the house that he has encountered in the sense of like the guy who does his hijama the guy who does his massage a bunch of different uh, muslims that he's met and i want to do one as well for a bunch of different converts that i've met and also like newly muslims like newly practicing muslims just the same like all my like the friends that i know it's just going to be a beautiful time to do iftar together because when i first became muslim i did a lot of iftars alone and I spent a lot of time alone and alhamdulillah it was an emotional journey because you know you when you're going through a different stage in your life support helps it come a lot easier but also at the same time when you're going through a journey in life and you don't have anyone around you you put a lot more trust and faith into Allah and Making that connection with Allah when you're alone is really beautiful. And inshallah, Allah grants you like so much peace into your heart and calmness and energy and just being truly. May we all strive to have a house, a house in Jannah next to Allah. So uh, every everything happens because it was perfectly planned for you. And of course, you can shift things with your dua when you're being specific about what prayers you're asking for and what you would like in your life. But it's it's so amazing because everything in, in life, like Allah has already... Allah has already taken care of you. Like, that's really cool. So it's up to you to listen. It's up to you to be 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 there like it's up to you to to want to accept Allah into your heart and to really make sure that you're doing what's truly best 
for yourself in the afterlife because that is the best type of investment that you can make. And during Ramadan, it's like you're getting the best type of, the best type of investment that you're putting into. It's like all of this work and everything, this is the best time because you're going to get the most rewards from it, which, inshallah, is way cool. So, moving on from foods to eat and sleep schedules to strive for and uh, managing your time and productivity. When you're going to know how you feel the most and scheduling yourself when it comes down to scheduling your Ramadan is going to help you the most. So it's really about being intuitive and figuring out what type of what type of experience you want to have. One of my friends, newly, uh, one of my friends who was doing Ramadan, like, got into such a habit of not even planning for it that would just wake up completely missing sorhor time, would wake up late for fudger, all of these things. And at the end of the day, uh, if you're struggling to get out of bed and you're struggling to fast throughout the day a lot of this is on you for planning because we have we have like such a good roadmap ahead of us and to make it easy for you inshallah i the we have the just the free planner that you can download as well one of one of the things of course is don't be super hard on yourself but first if you're doing uh something again like you might not supposed to do first recognize that and then inshallah make different changes like small changes for me when I became Muslim it was very much like all or nothing but that's not the mentality that you want or have to have it's a slow gradual thing that you want to be consistent with and if that means making slow changes every single day but doing like two rakats extra every single day then inshallah it won't feel like a burden for you because you're adding on gradually. And you're doing this so that it's great for your mentality. And of course, of course, everyone's wishing that you have a rewarding Ramadan and a happy Eid that we, we get there as well. So it's really cool. So we'll talk about Eid on, on our next podcast of what it is because I just want to give you guys the basics of the purpose of Ramadan and we've covered the purpose of Ramadan, what it is, like what fasting is, why it's required about a little bit about controlling your nafs, like some mistakes that I've made as a new Muslim and that you might make as well. Uh, Also, we talked about how to take things one thing at a time, the foods that we want to strive to eat, the proteins, the longer lasting carbs, staying away from grease and sugar, the sleep schedule to strive for, like staying awake for the early hours of the day and sleeping the early hours of night, but staying up for the late evening and figuring out how to manage your time and productivity while you have a job or you have kids or you're an entrepreneur, all of those things and being a host or being a guest and how to kind of manage all of those things. So Inshallah, I hope you got a lot of good gems from this podcast. And I hope that 
we will take you through other hadiths throughout this Ramadan journey. And inshallah, may Allah accept your prayers during Ramadan and may it be super rewarding for you. And I'm so thankful that you spent this time with me to learn a little bit more about Ramadan and all of these good things. What I want to leave you with today is to plan ahead, inshallah, and actually do get the most of the most. If you are new to Islam and not sure like where to go, your local masjid hopefully will be super helpful. But of course, feel free to come DM me on my Instagram, email me, or look contact us at becomingmuslim.com and make sure that you always know that you're not alone and you have a great community surrounding you and that you're always seeking knowledge and you're getting closer to Allah. So thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support more of the Becoming Muslim community, please, please subscribe to this podcast and drop us a review of how you loved this so much. So thank you so much, Jazakallah Khaid, and Assalamu alaikum. I will see you on the next podcast. Remember, becomingmuslim.com slash planner for your planner. Thank you.